in the fifth chapter of James, we are quickly reminded of the inadequacy of a life that has been dedicated to the accumulation of wealth through ungodly practices, including exploitation, murder, and greed. For he writes, now listen you rich people, weep and wail because of the misery that is coming upon you. Your wealth has rotted and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You have hoarded wealth in the last days. The rich people in this story have certainly not been blessed through the prospering of the Lord. No, they were, they were masters of exploitation, thievery, and murder, all purposed towards the accumulation of wealth and power. James gives clear examples of this unrighteousness. He points out in clear words, look, the wages you failed to pay the workmen who, who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth and in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered innocent men who were not opposing Clearly in this letter, we, we see the existence of employers who fail to honor their employees with adequate pay for their work. We know that people were barely getting by on the unjust wages granted by the employer. We see the practice of unfair pay crying out in condemnation against the employer. We also see the, the cries of the worker reaching the very throne of grace. The cries of the suffering worker are piercing the heavens and reaching the ear of God. We see the accumulation of wealth at the dreadful expense of the poor, even to the extent that the poor would lose their lives for the sake of the wealthy, maintaining and accumulating further wealth. Well, my brothers and sisters, I do not think that the themes articulated in this passage are far removed from the realities of our contemporary existence. James goes on, to offer a word of encouragement and hope. He says, be patient then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop and, and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. 
Well, I propose to you today that patience and standing firm are not to be misunderstood as waiting and not doing anything. No, I propose that the patience in this context includes enduring in and through all things. We can, by the grace of God, endure, and we are empowered to overcome all adversity and injustice because of the power of God, because of the righteousness of God and the grace of God, because of the favor of God towards those who trust in God. So then, standing firm certainly can be interpreted as our hope, being grounded in the word of God, trusting the promises of God and the truth revealed to us in and through the Son of God. Yes, standing firm also means to stand antithetical to ungodly principles and practices that are against the will of God. Standing against injustice. That means standing against poverty, against hunger, discrimination, racism, oppression, bitterness, and exploitation. So moving on to a pastoral tonality, James writes, Don't grumble against each other, brothers, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. This, my friends, is a charge to promote unity. Unity in the community. For without unity amongst the brethren and the sisters, we cannot prosper as a community of believers. It is also a revisiting to the idea of taming the tongue that was raised in the earlier chapter. And yes, God is watching all that we do. James revisits patience and perseverance in and through all things. He says, brothers, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we consider blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. In verse 12, James continues on by saying, Above all, my brothers, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. Let your yes be yes and your no, no, or you will be condemned. James here, I love this passage because he's stressing the need for integrity in our speech. He's frowning upon the, the sinfulness of carelessly or flippantly using God's name or even a sacred object to guarantee truthful speech. Let your word be true. Don't say yes to or commit to things that you cannot do or will not do. 
Be faithful to your own words. And if you say yes to something, or if you commit to something that is good, then do it. So furthering this formation of a practical Christianity, James offers this. If any one of you is in trouble, he should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. If any one of you is sick, he should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. My brothers, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save him from death and cover a multitude of sins. So then, my friends, in closing, let me say this. If we were to construct a to-do list from the fifth chapter of James, it would certainly include this. It would include not allowing the wealth that you desire to corrupt you. It would include the fair treatment of those who work for you. It would also include and encourage you to be patient and endure, standing on the promises of God, the truth of his word, and against all ungodliness. The list would certainly include and call for promoting unity in the community. Not speaking bad against one another, but promoting love. This to-do list would require us to have integrity in our speech. Let our yes be yes and our no be no. Let your word be dependable. When you say it, mean it. The list would call us to prayer, to praise, to confession, to prayers of intercession, prayers for the sick, and the reaching out to our brothers and sisters in need of help. God bless you. Amen. <laughs>